There's not a roadmap to building a strategy for Wikimedia. And there's things I think you can do with, you know, 200 people in the same room that you cannot do, you know, dispersed around the world. And it's not about, like, us delivering content to those part of the world. This process helped us understand that it's time for us to have a better platform. It's about, like, making sure that they are also part of this movement and they are adding their content and voices to it. This is a pretty fascinating uh, thing to see. To represent these needs and make sure that we talk to each other better. Uh, and so we're all learning together and we want this to work for everyone. A few weeks ago, as spring made itself felt in Berlin, I had the privilege of attending a gathering of dedicated individuals from around the world who came together for one overarching purpose, beyond the many specific projects they're busy with, the future of free knowledge. And with that, a path forward for the most widely used source of free knowledge in the world, Wikipedia. The event was entitled The Wikimedia Conference 2017, and today, you're going to hear the big questions and ideas that were taken on and mulled over with the needs and realities of future generations in mind in a time when so many might feel very cynical about the world and the idea of cooperation across borders and cultures, we're going to hear about a future filled with not only possibility, but also progress. It's a sound buffet of the kind I love to play with. It's the very reason I love podcasting. I'm excited to have you along to enjoy this piece of the Wikimedia Conference 2017 with me. For Wikimedia Deutschland, I'm Mark Fonseca Rendeiro, and this is Source Code Berlin. It is, uh, it is a special kind of work, and it's really, really hard. And so if it feels hard, it's because it is. But it's also really rare. Most organizations don't do this, and frankly can't do this. What you are doing is unique and special and should not work. And it does. So to start things off, we're going to have a lot of different voices, of course, to help tell the story. But the one thing you're going to hear often is that 2017 is a very special year, not only for the Wikimedia Conference, but for the movement. But okay, fine. Everybody says that, right? So why is it such a special year? Well, to explain it, I thought we should begin with the one and only Juliet Barbara. I'm Juliet Barbara. I am the communications director at the Wikimedia Foundation, and uh, I'm also a co-lead of part of the, of the strategy process. Um, Wikipedia has been around for 16 years. It has changed from not just Wikipedia, but Wikimedia projects um, broadly around the world. Um, over time, Wikimedia has become a movement, and Wikimedia is now a teenager at 16, and um, we've had a tremendous amount of growth, um, particularly in places like the United States and Europe, but we still have a long way to go. And so what we are coming together around is um, over the next 15 years or until 2030, what do we want to achieve together? Um, where do we go from here and what challenges lay, you know, are ahead of us that we should all be keeping in mind as we chart 
our path. Wikipedia and Wikimedia started um, sort of organically. And so there wasn't always a plan. And in many ways, um, Wikimedia totally surprised the world because it happened um, out of human generosity. It happened because people wanted to come together. They wanted to collaborate. Um, but it was incredibly distributed. It was um, a force rather than a strategic plan. And um, I think that's still the intention. We need to keep that spirit. Um, no one wants to to leave that behind. Um, but now that we are so big, it's what's unique about this moment as opposed to earlier on is that we can be a little bit more specific about where we want to go. So we've always had this vision, um, a world in which every single person can freely share in the sum of all knowledge. That's a big vision. Yeah. Every single person. How do you actually make that happen? Mm -hmm. And um, especially, how do you approach that now that the world has changed um, and is very different than it was in 2001? Uh, hi, I'm Shani Evenstein. I'm from Israel. I do a lot of outreach that... Uh, goes for GLAM, a lot of education work, and Wikipedia in Medicine projects. The movement has been through a lot of changes in the past two years, and I, I agree that this is a good time to reassess and strategize and decide what our priorities are, where our gaps are, and prepare for the future for a better future, hopefully. I think one of the trends that I've seen, especially as someone who's doing various types of outreach, um, is a realization that um, we have been very good at doing work locally, meaning um, we have a structure in our movement to do um, work throughout chapters or user groups, but there is a lot going on in realms like education and GLAM or Wikipedia uh, in medicine, um, that are across the movement, right? We all have the same needs. So one of the things that we realized in, in this conference, during this conference, is that we somehow need to organize, to self-organize, to make sure that we have the tools that we need developed and um, needs across the, the movement. We know that we um, are a very unique movement. We know that we exist around the world. Um, and we also know that we're changing. We um, have a huge presence in some parts of the world where Wikimedia is the most popular. Mm -hmm. But in other parts of the world, especially where people may have just come online for the first time in you know, the last few years, uh, we have a growing presence, but a long way to go. And so even here at the Wikimedia conference, you're meeting people from every part of the world. And that's exactly what this movement movement stands for. So I think... Um, we know uh, who we are, and we're having conversations about that. We also know some of the challenges that lie ahead. We know that population is going to grow dramatically by 2030, and then most of that population growth will take place in um, Africa and Asia, where we have a smaller presence um, and a much smaller proportion of content that relates to those regions. We know that literacy is going to rise tremendously, um, global literacy, but access to post-secondary education will still be unequal. Um, and so that is relevant for Wikimedia just because of our mission. Yeah. We want knowledge for all. Uh, we know that technology is going to continue to excel at incredible rates. And by 2030, nearly every single person on the planet will have a smartphone or the equivalent of a smartphone in 2030, mm -hmm. which will have an internet connection and a camera. 
Uh, and then we know that still today's knowledge, um, digital knowledge is contributed by a small part of the world's population. And, um, that gap and that the bias that can, uh, come out of that will be increasingly urgent, um, for us to address as we become a, um, more global movement and as population, uh, trends shift around the world. is a teenager. And like a lot of teenagers, it's got lots of talent, energy, and some impressive early accomplishments with lots of room for improvement. So we find ourselves in 2017, in a time where millions of people make use of this free knowledge as volunteers, but above all as users. You know, you look up the information and you have full confidence that it will be there for you. But now we come to a crossroads, the moment in the life of this teenaged global movement where decisions are made that will determine what the future will look like. It sounds great, and possibly to some of you, very lofty. But don't dismiss these dreams too quickly. We're talking about a very unique and thought-out approach to determining this all-important path. Here comes one of the architects of that process, Cornelius Kibelka. My name is Cornelius Kivelke. I'm working at Wikimedia Deutschland as the program and engagement coordinator for the Wikimedia conference. And um, I work on this conference since 2015. I'm focusing on organizing, developing the Wikimedia conference's program to, based on the needs, wishes and experiences of the participants. Then execute the program, basically find the speakers. And then after the conference, I try to keep the engagement high among the participants and carry on the thematic torch throughout the year. That's my job. It already starts the, in preparing and designing the sessions. So like when I try to find the speaker, I try to talk to him and talk to, to, to him or her to see how the session can be designed that there can be already next steps afterwards. And I ask the speaker, what do, do you plan to think after the session? What are your, what, how could you follow up on that? So that's already the first point to start. To start, yeah? The, day of, the yeah. yeah, the day when I think, okay, public policy should be a, a topic uh, at the conference because participants have wished so in the registration survey, you know. And then, I yeah, I try to develop that session together with the speakers and many Skype or Hangout hours, and then. Um, they execute the session, they have the session at the conference itself, and then after, after the session, I try to talk to the speaker again to see how did it work out? Did you, did you could, did you could present it in a way that people could, can follow up afterwards? And then 
really important key for this conference is that everything is documented in a written way. So I have volunteer note takers who take notes of almost all sessions. So afterwards, I write a summary of every session and then um, together with the speakers, yeah, we publish those session summaries. And so everyone can see what happened at this conference because it's a closed conference and so forth and so on. So it's a, uh, everyone can see that session summary. And then there are already the next steps also written down. And there is a contact person the people can contact if they want to work on this, for, especially for people that haven't attended the conference. Yeah. So this is, these are my steps to follow up afterwards. So. Yeah already starting it before the session even started. My, my next important moment is yeah. first to, 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 to finish that conference in a really good way and to, to remind people already in the last session, I will remind you, think about what you are going to do in the next 90 days and then I will publish the documentation after post-processing all the notes and then already preparing Wikimania because we are going to do a Wikimedia, Wikimedia conference follow-up day at Wikimania. So I invite speakers or people who are at Wikimania who have been at the Wikimedia conference to come together again and to discuss the topics of the Wikimedia conference. Well, so there are a lot of facilitators involved and this isn't just a foundation project, it's a, it's a movement project. In addition to our team at the foundation, there are 20 community coordinators who are volunteer um, from the volunteer community um, working formally in this process. And, and so not only at this conference, but with uh, those community coordinators and on Wiki, we are documenting, we're taking everyone's input, we're asking questions, um, and we're doing this in three cycles. Uh, we're on cycle one right now. So these are the first conversations that's just launched. And um, we're going to be taking that information and all of the facilitators will be doing some what we call sense making, looking for patterns, looking for the themes that are coming out most commonly and are most common between um, everyone involved. And so, yeah, I think we are definitely in learning mode, but we're also... Um, facilitating conversations that will hopefully um, make people feel part of the process. This is not, this doesn't belong to any one person or any one group. It's our, it's our process. It's our movements. What made me really happy, uh, like the decision by the Wikimedia Foundation Board of Trustees was to start a strategy, movement strategy process in 2017. And while I was doing my follow-up work from since 2015, I could see that this word strategy and movement walls and discussing responsibilities and structures in the Wikimedia movement was always a topic. And you can see everything build upon each other. We couldn't, we could only start a movement strategy process because we already discussed several questions and issues in the past in 2016 and 15 and even before. So, and I had that documented. So that made me really happy to see, okay, this is something that is, carried on by someone else. I can't do this, but others are doing it and I can provide at least the data, the information, what happened in the, in the past. And this conference has doubled in terms of size, in terms of people. So instead of around 200, 220, we have 350 to 370 people here and a whole movement strategy track. And uh, together with Nicole, my boss, mm -hmm. and uh, some others from the Wikimedia Foundation, we were designing this whole track together with both facilitators Bob, Buff, Bob and Luis Manuel Pinto. So this is like, and this is, makes it really special because we have never had so many people at this conference and we have never used um, 
like really open space technologies and those those methods and these are be used uh, being used at the moment for for discussing movement strategy to discuss how we're going to want what would we want to achieve in 15 years i think that uh it's something that everyone will be able to notice and and take part in we we don't know where we're going mm. um but we do know that We are not just having conversations with community members, but we're also looking at the needs of readers and um, talking to partners, too, and experts. And so um, traditionally, when we say Wikimedia community, we often think uh, core community members uh, and affiliate organizations within the Wikimedia movement. And that is a huge part of this process. Um, but we're also extending it to the general public. And so... Um, Based on what we learn, I think we will see something. Um, our hope is that we find a future that works for everyone who values Wikipedia. You know, editors, organizations, readers, donors, partner institutions. associate professor of journalism at American University. I'm also a longtime Wikipedia editor, and I've written a book about Wikipedia called The Wikipedia Revolution, How a Bunch of Nobodies Created the World's Greatest Encyclopedia. That's Andrew Lee. I've always wanted to have him as a guest on the podcast. Well, yeah, this is a special year because you've pretty much gone up to about 300-some folks versus under 200 typically for this conference. Um, I understand why they want to keep it uh, on a very closed scale because they want very high signal uh, conversations to happen. There might actually even be some confidential Uh, mm -hmm. conversations to happen because you're talking about finances or legal issues about whether a user group should form. It's also a training ground for a lot of new or young user groups to try to learn from the older ones. Yeah. So you might be talking about very sensitive issues. I mean, we know for a fact there are attendees here on certain committees, like affiliations committee, who have to look at the proposals of up-and-coming uh, user groups and need to maybe talk honestly and openly among themselves, but not for everyone else. They're, they identified after a whole day plus of post-its, um, yeah. ideation, clustering, to come up with 15 different uh, clusters. Uh, so some of these might be anything from, you know, sustainability uh, or how do we, you know, the use of uh, 
multimedia. So yeah. these are kind of key areas and they basically ask folks to stand next to the number with these little flags, you know, right. that you're interested in working on today. And it was uh, very uneven. You know, we had maybe 20 some people wanted to work on sustainability, but only like six people work on working on multimedia where yeah. I, where I was. It's, it's really interesting to see that. And, you know, they already kind of, uh, very cleverly in the first day did some ice breaking exercises to get people to move their feet because the i think the uh, inertia is that we're in a big ballroom there's chairs we're just going to sit down and listen and and maybe respond but this really was a physical activity of moving your body to places around the room and it trying to rebalance groups that are 20 with groups that are six and it was pretty effective i think wikipedia itself you know has a consensus model. That's how decisions are made on, on an article, for example. Um, so we like, we try to structure conversations like these based on what we know about what works on Wikipedia. Of course, to achieve true consensus is sort of a, a fallacy, right? We'll never have one thing that everyone wants to get behind. And that's fine. You know, this is not about telling people how to participate or telling people what to believe. It's really about if this speaks to you, if you have a stake in the future of the movement, make your voice heard. This is the opportunity. And um, some people will want to be very active in that process. Some other people won't. And that's great. Um, but we do, we do want to come together around something that uh, we have heard over and over and over again uh, through these conversations. So we're almost at the part where now that you've got an idea about the process, we can look at the ideas, what the priorities might be for the future. Of course, as Juliet and others today have explained, this was only the first step. But oh, what a first step it was. And before we get into the future, let's talk about the present. And to do that, I bring you Adeli Vrena and Sarmad Said. I am Adeli Vrana, and I build bridges to partnerships for the Wikimedia Foundation. My name is Sarmat Saeed Yassin, and I'm from Iraq. I'm working as telecommunication engineer, and uh, I'm a member from Wikimedia Iraq User Group. My main mission was to talk about where we want to be in the next 10, 15 years, um, and also to increase our shared understanding of partnerships and the value of partnerships. To say that we, as a movement uh, of spreading free knowledge, we need partners. We need people that actually share the values that we share and will help us achieve our vision and mission. I think uh, this conference is the best place actually it's the perfect place to share experience with the other friends from all the wild world uh, you see what what they did already uh, maybe this experience has a big benefits for you to apply it in your country and to check where you are and uh, what you can do for the future so i think uh, it's best place to sharing information even we are all of us as uh, Wikimedians, we are working to achieve the same target or same goal. 
I am seeing uh, openness in in a lot of the topics that we needed to discuss as as a movement. But before, in the past, we didn't have the open minds to do so. And uh, and it's really interesting that we are having those conversations. For example, are we here for uh, the encyclopedia, right? For Wikipedia, or are we here for something bigger? And uh, like, are we considering ourselves a social justice movement? And those are conversations conversations that didn't really happen in the past yeah. and they are happening right now without right like without immediate um, pushback and that's really refreshing and amazing to see so this is the aha moment that yes we can have those conversations we can probably reinvent ourselves and and look at what what we wanted to achieve together in the future um, without a lot of um Uh, pushback or confrontation. We can build this together. Our education program will start soon, uh, hopefully in this year. It's included uh, three steps. First step, it will be target for the international universities. Then uh, second step, our target will be the local universities, then high schools. Actually, we already opened some very good channels with, uh, I think, three universities in Iraq. And we did some workshop for them, for the their teachers and students and teach them what's the idea, how they can create anything or edit anything in Wikipedia and how it's for the public for free. And right now we waiting for their answer and hopefully it will be positive. We have done things really well to get established in North America and, and Europe. Uh, but there is a lot of, right, like there's a, a whole global world out there that we are not serving and we're not reaching today. And it's not about like us delivering content to those part of the world. It's about like making sure that they are also part of this movement and they are adding their content content and voices uh, to it, right? So today, one of the other aha moments that um, we are looking at the bias, right? That is like it's part of like how you build this encyclopedia mm. and how to get how to move away from that and we were talking about oral citations for example mm -hmm. like how to actually have the people that have more like oral uh, traditions yeah. to contribute and imagine what the world would look like if uh, we are reaching every like the sum like every single human being for the sum of the whole, all human knowledge mm -hmm. in different ways we will uh, going to prepare some trips to collect many thousands of pictures, of Iraqi pictures, for monuments, areas, uh, cities, streets, anything. Uh, then we will upload all of them to Wikimedia Commons. Mm. So uh, this is what we have right now. Of course, plus the workshops. Mm -hmm. we, we have already periodic workshops in Baghdad and Erbil, and we have to plan to make another one in another cities uh, like Sleimania and Kirkuk and maybe Basra. This is the biggest Wikimedia conference ever. And it is the biggest because we have made a specific effort to actually increase representation of um, um, community members that come from emerging countries and communities. And I think that is one of the Like the factors that make this conference this conference really special and rich because we are actually bringing everyone, we're bringing a global movement to the table and to have conversations about the future and movement strategy without them would be 
a failure point for us. So that is the biggest strength, in my opinion, like being here and seeing them, seeing how they are participating, how they are actually sitting, having a seat at the table and helping, right, like us to have this conversation in such a mature, forward-looking way. It's amazing. We have until now been having conversations mostly on Wiki. And um, it's great to see a group of 50, 100, 200 people in one room talking about the future of Wikipedia, having substantive conversations about it. And um, I'm also excited to get feedback from attendees about how we can make the process better. You know, this is not, there's not a roadmap to building a strategy for Wiki, for Wikimedia. Uh, and so we're all learning together and we want this to work for everyone. There is no Wiki conference of any type that I get to and I don't get blown away mm-hmm. and learn of, you know, and I know what's happening in Outreach, right? right? right. I'm, I'm informed, but, but still, but still mm-hmm. I always find out about cool project I haven't known about or a, an education program I even didn't know about and things, amazing things happening in parts of the world that I wasn't even aware something is happening at. So it's always a good place to like collect these people and you know embrace them and help them and support them and show them they don't need to invent invent the wheel yeah. sort of speak and yeah. there is a support system and mentorship programs and you know so really trying to embrace um, more people and to be more inclusive which is another theme that we hear over and over again we are still there is still a gender gap there are still minorities we are still very much European slash American centric in a way and so we have a lot of work so so it's exciting so among the great things about this gathering is that throughout the weekend whenever the topic of 2030 and the future came up in conversations you'd get to hear some of the more specific visions and projects that people see as so important for the future. You also get to enjoy listening to people dream. And those dreams are well within reach. The interesting thing is the vast majority, and not the majority, the people entering college today have known no other encyclopedia other than Wikipedia. Right. Like, it is their first and only important encyclopedia. Yeah. Whereas older folks, we know that contrast between the two. Uh, so I think that reminding folks, folks what an encyclopedia is, is a good thing in general. But I do worry that in our attempt to optimize the mobile experience, because our screens are so small, that we try to squeeze as much um, of what people are looking for on the mobile screen, we're also... Im- omitting certain things that we should be exposing them to, like the fact that it's free and that we want people to try to edit that. My work has been really focused in those places and the people that actually don't know Wikipedia. Right. And uh, and I'm really an advocate of that. We should be here for what the content, what knowledge can make and bring to people and really try to um, probably... D- 
like de de-emphasize the format because today the format is the encyclopedia and that format worked really well for North America and, and Europe. Um, I don't think that's the same format that it's going to work elsewhere because if you look at the trends and where the world is going with technology and mobile um like people want to consume a lot of a lot of the content yeah. in in other formats right not in the written format so video mm. images uh audio um so right. those are those are right like yeah. big big th uh, trends and things that really have to be taken into consideration uh, if we're looking to the future and where we want to go even if you really appreciate all the great things that wikipedia and the wikimedia movement have done it's still very much text based mm -hmm. And photo-based. It's not even video. Like, video is not that advanced uh, in the Wikimedia movement right now. So I've been working a lot in trying to get more video. But there is a bias. So it's not even technical. It is a mindset where I think there are still a lot of editors of Wikipedia that think that serious encyclopedias treat the content with text. And photos can enhance it. But then anything beyond simple photos to illustrate it are crutches because our biases are that children's encyclopedias have lots of photos. Therefore, if we don't want to be simplistic and we want to be serious, we shouldn't have as many photos because that's our bias. At least the, the old school is thinking of it that way. Um, but I think that's silly. If you're looking up an article about dance or, any, or a sport or human movement, why would you not have a video of a someone throwing a javelin or yeah. doing the uh, the swing dance in yeah. video. I mean, it just makes a lot of sense. So some people were saying that's an interesting time frame to look at. That some folks were saying, I can imagine what we'd be in five years. I can imagine maybe pie in the sky, what it could be in 100 years. But 15 years from now, or roughly, is a little bit harder. And that's probably a good thing. It's the harder question because you have to be somewhat rooted in the practical, but you also have to think way in the distance for things that are aspirational. Yeah, so this process is ongoing. We've just launched and it's designed so that people can contribute in whatever way they want. Anyone should be able to participate, ideally. And so uh, we are giving folks a number of options for participation. You can have conversations on Wiki. You can have conversations at live events. You can share feedback one-on-one -on -one if you so choose. And, and so I would um, encourage anyone who's interested, whether you are an individual contributor or you are a partner or just someone interested in the future of Wikipedia, I'd encourage you to go to 2030.wikimedia.org. And there you can find all the information you might need about how to uh, join a discussion, host a discussion, and receive updates about the process. my boss and colleague Nicole because I really like that and she always gives the example of the environmental movement because she said 
In the beginning of the environmental movement in the 70s, 60s, 70s, uh, they were looked like, oh, they, people said, oh, those hippies with those shoes and those weird ideas. And today, it's environmental issues are all around us and you, you don't have to justify yourself while you're recycling or something like that. And I would love to have that also for free knowledge or like, why, like today I have to justify why I'm putting something under a free license, under a Creative mm -hmm. Commons license, and why, yeah, so, and I would love to have this different in 2030, like free knowledge is all around us. It's not only about Wikipedia or Wikimedia, but that, for instance, governmental agencies or universities or schools put their knowledge created automatically under free license and into the open. So that would be my dream for Cornelius and the hope for 2030 as the free knowledge era. Is there really anything I can add to top that? With an understanding of how we got here and what some of our values are, I think it becomes more tangible to know who we are and then do things like plan for a better future. As Shani Evenstein reminded us today, there are already so many wonderful projects that exist at this very moment all over the world. The idea is not to reinvent the wheel, but to put people who are already using the wheel in touch with each other. Well, that's my version of it anyway. The process might be slow and maybe complicated for some, but the reason for the process is clear and it's a really good one to increase the chance of success and keep that momentum going long after the event. And oh yeah, just as Juliet Barber reminds us, to include as many people as possible, especially in including those who are not present at these meetings. In the end, by 2030, when free knowledge flows stronger and even further ingrained in our lives, the average person won't even know about the Wikimedia Conference 2017, and they won't have to. But underneath it all, the healthy and sturdy movement that made it possible that will point back to 2017, and in particular, maybe, to one weekend in Berlin where an unbelievable amount of human communication took place. That's it for today's program. Source Code Berlin is a Wikimedia Deutschland production. Thank you to all my guests on the program today. If you like this program, there are plenty more to listen to. Go to sourcecode.berlin or just look for us wherever podcasts are listed. We're on Facebook and Twitter at SRC Code Berlin. Music on today's podcast was by La Venganza de Chitarra, Poddington Bear, Kai Engel, Ketza, and the Blue Dot Sessions, all published under CC licenses and available on the Free Music Archive. SCB is published under a CCBYSA 4.0 license and edited by me. Until next time, I'm Mark Fonseca Rendeiro, and I know there are many podcasts all asking to be heard, so I thank you for being a listener of this program. Thank you.
are. Just briefly, realize how old I'd be in 2030. Not distracted. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. Oh my gosh, I know. If you're listening right now, don't think about this. <laughs>